Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club podcast. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club. I am your host, Manny G, and joining me tonight is the one who went to his local Ripper doctor to get a couple optical implants in just to find out later on that they're installed upside down. It's the one who likes to walk on his hands, TX Andy Man. That was actually a good one, Manny. I had so many things swimming in my head to come back, and then you just kind of kept layering it and layering it. And, layering it, and I was like, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. You lost me, Manny. I'm too tired today. <laughs> well, we are a part of an excellent gaming community called the Gaming Adventure Club, and this is our podcast. We talk about our game adventures throughout the week, and what's going on in gaming news. Andy. Yes. We are not alone. We have a guest. Dude, we have a... I'm really excited about this guest, Manny. <laughs> Friends, welcome our good friend Duff Jones, aka Archimedes. What's, What's up, buddy? Dudes? AKA the man with the sweetest freaking name on the planet. Archimedes. No, uh, Duff Jones. Bro. Oh, Duff hey, Jones. Dudes. Yeah. I, I've been told many times I should have gone into acting. You should have. It's great. Doesn't it's even great. sound real. Does the name come with a mustache? It's, uh, it and sounds a beard. Like, it, like you'd have a sweet stash. Okay, well, there you go. So, hey, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what kind of games do you like? What stuff you've been playing? I've been playing a bit of everything now. I uh, I grew up on the old NES. That was my first system. Nice. Uh, but lately, I've been I, I had a period where it was all shooters. Got into Destiny, but uh, lately I've been just playing a lot with uh, the single player games and doing a bunch of different stuff. Just seeing what's nice. out there design wise. Very cool. How about you, Andy? How you been? How you been doing this week? Great, man. Great. Um, you know, it was a pretty long night for me, so I'm I'm a little bit winded, if you will. Yeah. But uh, but the week Dude, has you're been... saving lives, bro. No. no. Yeah. He's a hero. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but no, man. Uh, the week has actually been really good, man. Um, well, good. You know, kids are back in school. We're just kind of getting to the swing of the new routine and uh you know getting some gaming in there as well yeah my my kids are homeschooled and they just started school today oh so yeah everything went went well my uh my gaming office aka laundry room is also a school room when i'm at work oh nice you haven't gamed until you hear your buddy's dryer alarm go off (laughs) in the middle of a raid yeah that's that's all that's me it, it destroys people's ears. Oh, come on. But man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I'm drinking some coffee. I'm drinking this, uh, this Panama coffee from, uh, brandy wine coffee roasters mm. it is, they're so delicious. If you, if you like, uh, either light or medium roasted coffee, I totally hundred percent recommend brandy wine coffee roasters. They're really awesome. And I'm, I'm actually drinking a little bourbon too. I was on, I got the opportunity to be on, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was on splash damage radio podcast last night and, uh, I was having some bourbon with them cause they always have a, what, what you sipping segment. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so I was drinking something, but but tonight I broke out the Four Roses single barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Mm. And it's good stuff, man. I recommend it. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Whiskey. That's a man's right. drink. You- <laughs> That's how you get that voice. You drink whiskey. Probably yes. smoke cigars too. I've got that frog friendly, that frog friendly dark roast that you recommended. Oh sir. yeah, dude. How and is it that? Is, is it still good? Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Very nice, dude. Yeah, it was kind of hard to make a recommendation for for Canada. You know, because shipping's expensive, and you know, finding something here in the states to ship up to Canada could yeah, be pricey. We live in the dark ages here. You know, it's not like we have Amazon <laughs> or anything. Mm. All right. Well, let's jump into the show. We uh, we did something awesome in Discord this week. Mm-hmm. We gave away two twenty five dollar gift cards to uh, to our people there. We did one $25 gift card to any of our Patreon supporters. They were automatically entered. And the winner is uh, Rackus. She won. Woo! She won. And she's like, um, give it away to somebody else. I'm like, no, you have to take this. You win. Mm. And she's like, okay, give me an Xbox card. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, we also did a post and we invited people to enter themselves into just the general membership uh, giveaway. And everybody did that, or most people did. And the winner for that one is Fugly. And he told me the same thing. He's like, give it to somebody else. And I said, no, you win. <laughs> so People uh, just not accepting free stuff. I know. They're, they were too kind. They're like, give it, give it to somebody else. Is that cool? And I'm like, no. No, it's not. Well, yes, it is, but no, it's not. <laughs> so, so, you know, they were reluctant winners, but, but they're awesome. Just got to say, you can't run a games company, buddy. You're just giving away money. You don't understand how microtransactions are supposed to work. I don't know how this works. But, you know, here's the the reason why we didn't announce this in the podcast and invite people to come into our Discord to have a chance to win is because we didn't want to make this giveaway an incentive for people just to join. We want our Discord to be about community. And people who come into our Discord, we want you to interact and, and become friends and things like that. So that's why we mm-hmm. did our very first giveaway that way. But this is just the beginning. We'll be doing different stuff as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a part of our club, a part of the Discord, just go to gamingadventureclub.com slash Discord and jump in, become a part of the community. Yeah. It's an amazing place. It is. You get to be, uh, you, you get to have friends like us. Yes. yes. And on behalf of, you know, as a member of that community, I want to thank you guys because that this community is awesome. And I love the people there and love chatting mm-hmm. games with them and playing games with them. And it'd be mm-hmm. awesome if you could get more people to play games with. Yeah. Yes, yeah. totally. It's a good spot. Come join us. Come join us. This week, we are talking about all the news in and around Gamescom 2018. So Gamescom happened last weekend. We did our Warcraft show first, and we want some time to kind of digest all the Gamescom news. So we're just going to go over some of the highlights of the things that were announced in and around. There are a bunch of announcements, some some announcements that really weren't at Gamescom. So that's basically the main topic for the show. Mm-hmm. So let's jump right in. The first story. <laughs> Xbox announces their all access. So this is really interesting. You guys heard about this? What do you guys think about the Xbox yeah. all access announcement? Well, man, you know, like with me, when when it comes to anything that you finance, and this is just my personal take on it, like you always have to run the numbers out, right? Because there's, 
you know, anytime they package deal and, you know, it's cheaper and this, and you know, it's always yeah. like they get you somewhere, right? That's at least that's how I feel. And that's fine. It's a business, right? They can't keep the sure. doors open and the lights on if they don't make money. But um, I think after digesting it a little bit, it sounds it sounds great. The only I think the only hiccup that I can identify is that uh game game pass while great Mm -hmm. while awesome is something that like netflix i think a lot of us you know netflix is a seasonal thing at times right you run out of shows to watch on there you turn you know people cancel cancel yes yeah and so here they're getting that i feel like that's their fix for that issue right like they get their money up front and so it's like regardless Mm -hmm. of what you do you get two years of game pass you know what i mean so yeah so real quick, what it is, is you can spend $22 a month for 24 months. And when you get Xbox Live for those two years, you get Game Pass for those two years and you get an Xbox One S. And after the 24 months, the console is yours. You can do the same thing with an Xbox One X for 35 bucks a month. And it's it sounds cool. It's great for those who don't have the upfront money. And it actually, if you do the math, there's no interest whatsoever. If you do the math, it's actually cheaper to do all access instead of paying the stuff up front uh, individually. So if you purchase it separately, it is $589 and $859 respectively. But if you do the if you do this plan here, it's $528 and $840. Mm-hmm. Over two years, you're actually saving a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's always like sales, right? You, you get you can get a game pass on sale or whatever. And like you said, it, it locks you in for that two years. Yeah. And and the question is, you know, with the next gen coming, are you gonna still be paying for this this gen and wanting the new thing? Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully, if this works out, they can roll that into next gen, and then I think it becomes uh, even more promising, right? If you're looking at a new console generation where you can get a deal like that. Yeah, and and Larson kind of had some feedback for us. Andy, you want to read this? Yeah, from our good friend uh, and moderator, R.R.H. Larson. Uh, I think it's a great way to help people get into the Xbox ecosystem. And if they come out with the next-gen console and do the same thing with it, it would uh, I would totally be down. So I think he's speaking from an uh, uh, already uh, Xbox owner. just yeah. anticipating that the next-gen. Um I don't know, man. I think as far as the next gen goes, if they do that streaming device that, that you know, mm-hmm. we're speculating they might yeah. do, mm-hmm. like, I don't know that the cost is going to be that high on something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is for the console, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the main box. Right. And it's still an incredible machine, right? Even if, you know, its lifespan isn't as long at this point. Well, Mike, mean, Microsoft has to do something. Yeah. Right? There yeah. I mean it's clear people are still talking I mean the PlayStation 4 is coming to end of life but people are still still talking a lot more about that the ecosystem's just got there's just more users and Switch mm-hmm. Switch is newer and and has a lot of hype around it still. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Switch outsold both Xbox and PlayStation last month or That's an incredible uh, machine. Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. so so Xbox has to do something to 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 ensure users have that base because that, the thing is when big games like Battlefield and Call of Duty and those things come out you want them playing it on Xbox right and the best way to do yeah. that is have more people on Xbox true 
Yeah, it's really cool. It's only available in a Microsoft store currently, you know, so they're going through uh, Dell preferred accounts, financing services. So w what this means is that if you are, if you get this and you default, they're not going to turn off your Xbox Live or anything like that. Dell is putting up the money for it. So it's just like any other loan. You know, if you default on any loan, then, you know, you're going to a debt collector. And, uh, you know, if you refuse to pay the collection, then they're going to put a little lien on your home or your car or whatever, just like any other loan. So, you know, it, it's, it's, they don't, Dell doesn't care that you use the money to buy, finance an Xbox, you know, or, or whatever. They're not going to come repossess it. The repo man, bro. He's going to come repo, knocking on man. your door. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we kind of talked about this on Splash Damage and we're like, you're going to end up noticing that your gamer score starts to go down until it hits zero. And it's like, you better pay. You're going to slow lose. Your, your connection down. <laughs> this is smart. Let Dell come mm -hmm. after you because Microsoft doesn't want to be the one coming after you. Imagine the posts on Reddit about the horrible oh, things yeah. Microsoft's doing, taking away oh, their games yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They're taking away consoles from hungry kids. <laughs> That's yeah, right. and you know, Dell, they're set up for giving loans and collecting debt and all that right. stuff already. So it was mm -hmm. probably financially, uh, you know, wise for Microsoft to, to partner with them for that. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty cool. Xbox All Access. I, I could see one day where this thing gets, uh, you know, if it's successful, it'll be like available nationwide at like, you know, Walmart, Best Buy, whatever. But mm -hmm. there you go. Oh, yeah. And Cyborg, he actually did it. He needed an Xbox One X, and he he went to a Microsoft store and got himself an X, thirty five bucks oh, a month. Nice. Yeah, pretty wow. cool. Wow! Soon as I get a four K TV, Manny, <laughs> I'm doing that. There you go. Work that overtime. Yeah, you yeah. love your X. gaming PC, right? You love your X, X, right? Oh yeah, the X has been oh, really man. great. Super I, super fast. I love his X, man. He <laughs> yeah. that thing is like, man, your your box is so much faster than mine. <laughs> Well, hey, the next the next thing we're going to talk about here is a game that was uh, talked about is Torchlight Frontiers. Mm. Now, Torchlight is a really cool series. It is an action RPG series. It comes from a man named Max Schaefer. Now, if you've not heard of Max Schaefer, he was a part of the team that was responsible for Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction. So mm. this man knows action RPG. Right. He was with Runic mm -hmm. Games when they originally started Torchlight. Runic Games went on to make Hob. So he left them, started his own studio. Um, it's been a couple of years now, and it's called uh, Ektra. And they are making this Torchlight Frontiers. And this is this is interesting because it's not just a continuation. It's not like Torchlight 3. They're making, making this an MMO. So there's mm. a persistent world. And, you know, as you're going to do your quest or your, your dungeons or however it's going to be set up exactly, it's a shared world. So you're going to see other real people running around in this in this game. So it's cool. If, you, if you've never seen Torchlight, go check out YouTube, Torchlight Frontiers. And it's an action game. It has this steampunk vibe. It's kind of a... Uh, this colorful, stylized game, and um, it looks it looks really fun, and I'm I'm looking out for it. I played the original Torchlight, and I I had a good time. Reminded me a bit of um, Bastion to look at it. Uh, that that was the only thing I could think of, and I mean that game was loved. I I didn't really play it much, but uh, I know a lot of people really dig that game. And um, taking that into like an MMO perspective could be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I think so. One of the features they mentioned is that you have this uh, 
like you create this fort and it's shared, it's your account fort. So if you make multiple characters, they all use the same fort and you could have these different professions and stuff. And they are actually going to take your fort and put it somewhere in the game world. So whenever you're not even there, another player can discover your fort and use like your enchanting services or whatever you have. And the currency they spend at that fort actually goes to the player, which is a really interesting idea. Like in real world terms or, yeah, or yeah. in-game like, currency? Like if you, well, if you look at, you know, in not real world money, but in in-game currency. Cool. You got a vending machine. Right on. In your little village. Yeah. You can go up and buy some pop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But I think this story is so interesting because um, Max Schaefer, um, when they were Blizzard North and they were thinking about the development of Diablo 3, one of the ideas was to make Diablo 3 an action RPG MMO. Mm-hmm. And before Blizzard North was shut down, this was the vision for the game. So, you know, we never got to see that version of Diablo under Matt Schaefer. Um, you know, we this may be his original vision for Diablo 3. Mm. So I, I think that's pretty sweet, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. No launch sure. date, um, but it's going to be released on PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One. Um, the, uh, the story behind Diablo 3 in general... Uh, you read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, right, Manny? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the chapter on Diablo Three is really interesting. I can't remember if they mentioned this at all. Uh, you know, Max Schaefer, and but there was a lot going mm-hmm. on behind the scenes there, right? Um, and yes, anybody who cut their teeth at Blizzard, right? They got to be making good stuff wherever they go. You got to figure. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness, yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he mentioned uh, you can actually go to the Torchlight uh, YouTube channel. And he, he talks about the fact that their team now for Torchlight Frontiers is made up a bunch of, of a bunch of people who actually made the original Diablo, Diablo 2, and then uh, Lord of Destruction. So he, he kind of said it's like getting the band back together. And, and that alone makes me super excited. So something to look out for. Right on. The trailer looks awesome. It's definitely worth taking a look at. Yeah. The next game is Biomutant. This is uh, being developed by a small studio called Experiment 101. And there is a, um, there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube that you could find that shows a bunch of gameplay and interviews and stuff like this. But um, there's a statement here that kind of describes the game from the official site. Andy, you want to take that? Yeah. A uh, new take on third-person combat. Uh, the martial arts-style combat system allows you... Maximum freedom of movement and agility while mixing shooting, melee, and powers from your mutations. Acquiring new Wushu combat styles through progression and learning from masters you'll meet. Constantly adds to your choices and makes sure combat never gets old. This sounds like my life, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) Was this your job description when you became a firefighter? Just when I came out of the womb, Manny. (laughs) <laughs> when you can't. <laughs> well, yeah. this is like this. Uh, I, you know, go check this out on YouTube. It is this this kung fu raccoon mutant thing, and they said it's inspired by like John Woo films and The Matrix and stuff. And it looks really really fun. And it is. Uh, they give you. Um, it looks like a fun game, and it's it's an open world, but it's a full action RPG. Right. Not it's not a top down game like like uh, Frontiers or Diablo or anything like that. It's just a regular action RPG. But um, Duff, you said this kind of reminds you of uh, 
Yeah, near Automata. It has it, just the combat. I mean, uh, I played a, a little bit of that. I know a couple other people like Wahlberg really loved that game. Um, and uh, just watching this, just the something about the combat reminded me of it. I, nothing story-wise or anything is at all similar looking, but the, the combat yeah. does have a good feel. And Nier Automata had some of the best combat I've I've had yeah. in, in any game. It's an amazing game. It, it looks really fun. You have these uh, these mutations that kind of change your abilities and how you play, and uh, it it just looks fun. It looks a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it's it's being made by a small team. They are eighteen people strong. It's crazy, and, and yeah, and they're looking to re uh, release in summer of twenty nineteen. You know, I I. Uh... And this, from my perspective, that mm-hmm. I never played RPGs, right? So when I hear RPG, even now, yeah. like instantly, I think like turn-based, you know, like yeah. And that sure. was never super fun to me. But it, I don't. Do they even make turn-based like more traditional RPGs anymore? Even, even they do. Okay. Actually, there's a lot of turn-based RPGs on the phone. Mm-hmm. like tons yeah well and then aren't the final fantasy games i don't i i don't think i ever played a final fantasy game maybe one but weren't those turn-based as well uh the ones i played like i mean we're going way back i have no idea about the newer ones that's mm-hmm. that's the Wahlbergs. but uh mm-hmm. but yeah turn-based i mean persona 5 huge hit you know how much i love that game turn-based yeah. combat mm-hmm. Um, okay. yeah. any, any of the, sh- uh, Shin Megami Tensei games are turn-based combat. That's still really, really popular, particularly in Japanese made games. Yeah. Um, Japanese RPGs, JRPGs have a lot mm-hmm. more of the turn-based combat than Western RPGs, which tend to be more like Witcher style yeah, combat. See, and, I, and I'm just not into that turn-based style, which is like why when, when you tell me like a game, like the Witchers an RPG or, you know, like I don't, I'm like, man you know, this is like a third person shooter. What are you talking about? You know, (laughs) (laughs) but this is the problem with genre, right? Like that, that in general, what is the lines? What both the Witcher and persona five are RPGs, but pretty much have nothing else in common. So some of it comes down to, you know, that's why people call them JRPGs versus just Mm -hmm. RPGs. RPGs. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I sidetracked us there. I did it. No, my streak is alive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, buy me and looks great, man. It mm. looks really fun. It right. it looks uh like action packed. So go check that out. And if if you're into action RPGs, I think you'll like this one. But next up, Nvidia. Oh boy, they announced their GeForce RTX graphics card. And this uh, this quote is from their website. GeForce RTX graphics cards are powered by the Turing GPU architecture and they are the all-new RTX platform. This gives you up to six times the performance of previous generation graphics cards and brings the power of real-time ray tracing and AI to games. So they are super excited about this and a lot of people are. Um, new graphics cards coming out is always a, f- a fun time because current generations, their prices drop. And people want to be on the cutting edge, you know, they're pre-ordering these things, right? But apparently this has been a design that is 10 years in the making. And it is the first consumer available ray tracing graphics card. So, uh, Andy, yes, tell us, tell us, what is ray tracing? Well, Manny, it, uh, it's a good thing you asked because I happen to be an expert. 
Oh, good. oh sweet. Good. Ray, awesome. ray tracing is a rendering technique, Manny, for generating oh. an image by tracing the path of light as pixels in an image plane and simulating the effects of its encounters with virtual objects. Are you staying with me, Manny? Oh, yes. Okay. The technique is capable of producing a very high degree of visual realism, usually higher than that of typical scanline rendering methods, but at a greater computational cost. Yeah, so ray tracing has been around for a while. By the way, that was from Wikipedia. Yes. <laughs> Just so I cited You didn't have that in your head? Come on. <laughs> no. I, I thought did. everybody oh, I thought, knew what ray tracing was. <laughs> I thought that just came out, dude. Awesome. That was a quote. All right. But, but ray tracing, it is, uh, it is a, a really amazing technology, but it is very, like it said, computationally. It's computationally expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, yes. And, you know, and, and doing it in real time huh. is quite a feat. And finally to be available on a consumer card, that's, that's really great, you know, and, and people are saying that this is the, the holy grail of GPUs and it's finally here. And I know that uh, Digital Foundry, they believe that this is the future of gaming and they did a, vid- a video on YouTube. You can, you can go check it out there. They're kind of reactions to the announcement of the RTX but this is this is funny this is a funny time because they they are announcing this they're saying it's fast faster than the previous generation but we don't have any benchmarks yet mm-hmm. so we don't know how fast exactly mm. and apparently it's sold out anyway yeah oh my goodness yeah they it, it sold out pretty quickly but what do you think about this card duff like what are your uh, initial you, impressions here well i saw the battlefield uh tech demo that you showed me it looks amazing um I guess my question, I, I sort of go along with, I, I watched a few videos in preparation, you know, Linus tech tips, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And and I guess uh, this isn't my thing. This is a lot coming from them, but um, that the tendency is that these new technologies, they look amazing. They are going to do amazing things. Yes. But are the games there, right? Exactly. And Battlefield 5 is not going to be, you're not going to be running, you know, 4K, 60 FPS. And do you really care about the muzzle flash in your character's eyes? It's a first person shooter. Does it matter? Yeah, yeah. Um, You're not looking for reflections in PvP, right? And that's their big thing: is that when was lighting the big thing that threw you off in games? So it's amazing, but where this is really amazing, I think, is for um, people in computer science, machine learning, people in physics, that kind of stuff. Yes. But um, but as far as gaming goes, it's it's hard to say until we have benchmarks. I mean, it's an expensive yeah. card. Until we have benchmarks, Very. I don't know that I'd be going out and buying it, mm-hmm. unless I worked for Tom's Hardware. There you go. <laughs> they announced three different cards, the 2070, 499, the 280 is 999, and the 280 Ti is 1299. And that's a Founders Edition, super high price. But if you look at the, uh, the, the Founders Editions of the GTX 1080 Ti and the Titan X that followed it far after, it was a similar price to the 2080 Ti, um, the Founders Edition. And you didn't have the opportunity to buy the Titan X at the launch of the 1080 or at the 1080 Ti. Those things came out in time. They've decided to launch all, all of it, the whole, uh, the whole household at once. And they'll po- probably be like a 2060 and stuff like that. Is the 2070 coming out when the, I, I thought that there wasn't a release date yet for the 2070. You might be right. I'm not positive on that. It was when it was initially leaked, there was no announced uh, date, but I don't gotcha. know where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we're, we're looking at a release date of September 20th. And like you said, everywhere is sold out. 
most likely because there's not a huge availability up front um, and people are stoked for it. Yep. So those prices are founders editions too, right? So the, when the uh, third parties get their hands on them, they'll be a little bit cheaper than that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that is uh, some, uh, some, some major computational powder, Uh powder, power, powder. (laughs) What kind of powder, Manny? Don't sniff that powder. Well, it's going (laughs) to put last gen in the dust, right? So that's like a powder. That's yeah. Everybody is thinking that, you know, and it needs to be, and they need to be faster than the 1080s because uh, then otherwise, what's the point? Like you said, not everybody's going to utilize um, ray tracing. And what people just, just real quick, what people need to understand about ray tracing is that this is a whole different technology and uh, it's good. You're going to see the implementation. You're going to see these benefits, but you're not going to see 4k 120 frames a second with ray tracing that is not any that's not feasible even the benchmarks that uh that they're running on the on the demos that they showed are running like Mm -hmm. between 30 and 45 fps like they're not uh, it's a like you said it's a totally new technology and trying to compare it to last gen this is what's brought up some of the concerns i think yeah with the tech bloggers is like why why aren't they telling us how much faster this is than last gen yeah Cause this is step one in ray right. tracing for consumer cards, right? Now, what you should expect is to disable ray tracing and smoke a 1080. You would hope so. But we're waiting for benchmarks to see. If you can't, then a lot of people <laughs> made some yeah, really yeah. poor pre-order purchases. Yeah, mm. yeah, then what's the point? Let's jump into this. This wasn't necessarily at Gamescon, but it was uh, announced right around and we are talking about cyberpunk 2077 that 48 minute gameplay reveal the one that was shown at um uh what was the convention called e3 my my stupid brain totally forgot yeah (laughs) e3 and uh apparently this is a little different than that um initial um behind closed doors presentation but it's basically the same but my goodness, dude, Andy, yes. what what did you think, dude? What are your impressions of of Cyberpunk after seeing this? Dude, it looks it looks amazing, man. The uh, but also I think that there are certain like you got to take it with a grain of salt. You have to, right? Although we feel really good about what um, CDPR has told us and the time they've taken and especially with the current climate of gaming. And we've had many discussions on the show and in discord about this, but um, so you have to take it a little bit with a grain of salt, right? It looks amazing. We don't know what the HUD, how much information, you know, we're actually, you know, they took out, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just to show us nothing but the image, but um, the graphics look great, man. The, the voice acting, man, not, not not so much. Did you? I and I'll ask you, uh, Manny. Did you hear the, um, like the Hispanic uh, character? Yeah, I thought kept, it was like. Well, I he turned kept around. Using, I thought my uncle was right. Here, he dude. kept using Haina, <laughs> You know what I mean? But he he he, he 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 had like the worst accent. You know, like come yeah. on, dude, just a little over the top. You All know? right. So but, so this this is this is pre alpha right yeah, uh-huh. this is this is early development and they mm-hmm. said time and time again and it was at the very top of the screen this is early development cd project red they were hesitant to show this to the yeah. public because mm-hmm. they wanted to get the media's first impressions right. and then that'll help them to iterate right. 
but they're they were overwhelmed by the positive response yeah, no. and they were so encouraged by Absolutely. everyone please please show it to us yes right so no, they and did. you know what and and it does look great man the little things that we did get to see you know the 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 modding what it what's uh what's the doctor called the, the ripper doctor ripper yeah. doc ripper yeah. doc uh yeah dude that's such a cool concept man i cannot wait to see what that actually feels like when yeah. when we get our hands on it's like a new take on modding right like it, well i mean it's it's actual modding you're modifying yeah. <laughs> your body you know it's it's awesome dude it's so cool it's better than little stupid cards that you stick on your where am i going to put this card on my gun right <laughs> <laughs> it's a warframe it's, reference guys yeah you well, don't play that hey, game so <laughs> i i hear it's a good i hear it's good duff what were your first impressions yeah. of uh uh, it, I mean, I've been looking forward to this game since they released the trailer in what, like January, it's either 2012 or 2013, like yeah. the, the amazing trailer, best teaser trailer I've seen for a game. Um, so I've been excited about this. I like cyberpunk as a genre. Neuromancer yeah, is one of yeah. my favorite books. I was, uh, I think you shared young Yaz video, uh, mm-hmm. and he was so pumped about this gameplay that I just I couldn't mm-hmm. wait to see it and once I saw it I was like you yeah. know what I, I sort of get it I think a lot of people a lot of people saw that gameplay trailer and were like I don't get why they were so pumped like why the tech that why the game bloggers were so pumped about this but um, I think it looks amazing it I think looks that there's great. So, yeah. the coolest thing that uh, I can't remember if it's Polygon that pointed it out but the fact that like the conversations don't go to a a different screen like they do in say mass effect right that you yeah. can look away from the person you're talking to and then look back to them and continue the conversation even that little sort of detail to me is pretty amazing mm-hmm. yeah you can see on youtube uh digital foundry did kind of a uh, a commentary as they went through the entire video and they point out all of the the different technical marvels that they that they kind of saw and then it was really great to see their take on what uh, CD Projekt Red is doing with this game and how it is so um, exciting and very it's its just uh, so much detail and, and painstaking expertise has went into it and so many hours. This game has been in development for six years, right? There's also a, an IGN uh, dev interview that you should go look at too. And, uh, and some of this information I get to talk about came from there. So be sure to check that out. But it is a it's a single player RPG to the core, right? RPG. So you see uh, nameplates above people's heads, and um, your, your character creation screen has a lot of detail. Where there is that that backstory that you see, and they want to emphasize the individuality of you as the player, and it's all about choice and it's all about customization. So they're going really deep in the RPG here and I'm, I'm sold. Even, even the voice acting, they're trying to spin and trying to sell you a particular take on cyberpunk, you know, and this Mm -hmm. is, this is based off of Mike Pondsmith's idea from his, uh, cyberpunk 2020 game. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to match his vision. And, and I think the voices and everything, I think that's all a part of the look and feel of what they're giving to you. There's so much like um, if you go through the frame by frames uh, that you can get on cyberpunk, their website, cyberpunk.net, I think it is. And mm-hmm. they talk about like they just have little hints of things like brain dances. Um, 
this idea oh, that you can yeah. share memories, kind of like a total recall tor- mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, these connections that you have and like that in this world being unique is what matters. Like money isn't as important as style. Um, and yeah, the way they describe characters, it sounds like you're legitimately going to construct a character that is yours. Like the branching paths in the game, everything. If this is, Yo, this yeah. is what people thought Mass Effect 3 was going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to mention that. Like that was that was also really interesting to me. That like your character classes weren't like uh, they're fluid, right? They they yes they just they change organically versus you selecting settings. At least that's what it sounded like. Maybe I misunderstood. Well, you start off as all the same you don't pick a class and you kind of mm-hmm. characterize and customize as you go mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah like the 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 pen and paper rpg you did have classes um and it did yes. sound like in the gameplay trailer like they made a when they're escaping um when they're escaping after the sale i, I yeah. can't remember the group they're selling to the gang that they're selling mm-hmm. to and that goes wrong and they're talking about the different ways you could escape and one of them said if you're a net runner you could do you could hack this door but you're gonna have to go this way because essentially that's not how you've built your character not necessarily mm-hmm. that it has to be that class but sure that you haven't built your character with those skills yeah um, yeah the fact that that encounters are built for <laughs> different solutions for different characters is is pretty cool mm-hmm. i think it i think it looks really awesome the uh this the, all the action takes place in night city and the, the emphasis of the of the particular city or the scene, the the whole place where you play the game through, it is uh, it's all about interaction with NPCs. And it's all about environment. There's a dense population, and all the people that you come across, they have these complex uh, activity patterns that they go through. So you're going to see people going up to vending machines, picking fights, you know, watching boxing, and so it's they're 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 doing all these things and. And it all sells you on this living world that you're playing in. And, you know, it's, this isn't like a simulator, but they're simulating real life. And I was, I was really impressed with them just walking down the street and seeing all the pedestrians and everybody doing their own thing. It's like something out of the matrix walking through the crowd scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except it's a, you know, it's, it's real, right? It's a, it's a game that, someone actually made that actually does that stuff it's so cool to see that you know yeah i think i think somebody commented like um in the in the gameplay demo there's a point when you walk past and there's been a crime scene uh like something's happened there you can sort of see almost like in the division where you can see sort of like a holographic representation of what happened um and one of the big questions people have is that crime scene going to disappear or is it always going to be in the world because if that crime scene disappears and the world changes that much that's like That's unbelievable at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might be tied to wherever you're at in your quests and um, right. and and your progression. So, yeah, but we'll see. I'm man, it looks great. And one thing people were kind of uh, concerned with was the, the fact that it's not third person; that there's a first right. person perspective. But that was a, a conscious decision that they made, and the reason why is because it brings a level of immersion to the game and and as you're playing as a first person uh playing from the first person perspective in this type of world in this type of game you notice details far more than if you were playing in third person that is the decision they made that is what they said 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and watching this trailer, I, I see it. I get it. I feel that first person, like you are in there, you're engaged, you know, you are this person who's playing as, as opposed to just watching somebody do these actions that you're doing with your controller. Mm-hmm. And f- for, it works for me. You know, it felt like, um, it, it just, I, I felt it. I felt that immersion as I was watching that trailer, but, but what do you guys think? Do you think this is a good choice? Because it, it becomes extremely expensive and resource intensive and very difficult to have both modes in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, the weakest part of the Witcher three for me was the combat. Right. Um, so it's not like, uh, it's not like CD Projekt Red has this amazing third-person pedigree that's just unbelievable, and you can't imagine them building some something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I, I, I mean, I love first-person games, and particularly for shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Division is the only real third-person shooter that I really felt good shooting in. Even Gears of War, it never felt as good as say like Destiny or Call of Duty or something. Mm-hmm. For shooting. Shut your mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you. Special treat. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the combat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, they have said that the person who is really in charge of tuning their first person combat is an, an ex-professional um, CSGO player, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they're, they have brought in some talent to make sure that they are going to hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. with a uh, first person combat. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked really, really great. It wasn't perfect. I think I noticed a, a couple weird things that like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some movement that looked a little weird, but whatever. Now I'm pre alpha, right? Right. Yeah. But, but the guns look great. Um, it looked really fun. How the, the fact that, um, these guns had different abilities, like one would be able to like ricochet or another mm-hmm. one, have this like enlarge targeting reticle, that would shoot anyone within this this larger box. It would almost like an auto aiming system. Mm-hmm. Was it Vinny that was complaining that the people have their arms straight out when they're jumping and firing and stuff like that? He's saying mm-hmm. so so yes, that there are uh-huh. some things. But like you said, pre-alpha, right? Who knows what it's going to look like? Right. Um, yeah. But some yeah. of those guns, like the the smart gun where it's curving, um, reminded me a bit of Titanfall, the smart pistol in Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah that kind of thing the ricocheting i thought was really cool so yeah just those futuristic you know concepts that you know we we up until this point you know like when we're kids you think like oh what if you know and they just right. start imagining the future right hovering skateboards and all that stuff <laughs> but um but to see it sort of like intelligently done right yeah uh, is is kind of cool you know kind of yeah of course there's going to be a little I guess, whimsy to it, right? Because, you know, we've got a professor here amongst us, Manny, who will probably True. break it down scientifically how, you know, physics don't allow for bullets to do that, you know? But... <laughs> Angelina Jolie teaches us to curve the bullet, so clearly <laughs> she, it's possible. She'd like to, she, she begged to differ. Um, but, uh, but it's so cool to see that, uh, like I said, just kind of intelligently portrayed, you know? Um, yeah. William Gibson, who wrote Neuromancer, who's sort of like the guy, that's the book of cyberpunk, right? He, uh, when the mm. trailer, the initial trailer, not the gameplay trailer, but the initial trailer came out um, at E3, I guess, he said that uh, on Twitter, he said, quote, the, the trailer for cyberpunk 2077 strikes me as a GTA skinned over with a generic 80s retro future. But hey, that's just me. But I think that the, <laughs> I think that the gameplay trailer makes it 
it not look like GTA to me. Mm-hmm. I think that it does something to maybe the trailer looked a bit like that, but the gameplay doesn't. Looking at that, it doesn't look like GTA to me. Some aspects, yeah. the driving maybe, but it's for me, it's not. It's difficult to make that comparison, right? Part of part of my, you know, my brain wanted to do that when in terms of the world, right? right? Because GTA or uh, GTA, um, uh, Cyberpunk. No, the GTA, Rockstar. Uh, Rockstar did yeah. that, right? They did that. They created a world, and they did create like a living, breathing world. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, yeah, you do compare. You're like, oh, well, let's see what these – let's listen to the conversations. Let's you know just watch the world happen, which you could do in, in GTA to a degree, right? Um, but, uh, but um, you know, it's not fair to compare like the, the shooting mechanics because GTA is not a good shooter, right? Like I right. never felt like, you know, the, the, the gunplay, the aiming, the – even the driving, dude, it's like the worst, like, you know, it's the mo- it's the hardest uh, game to control in that sense. The, what makes it awesome is the adventure of being in that open world and just pretty much doing whatever you want, right? It's like GTA is the jack of all trades, the master of none kind of yes, thing. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, you know, and to see, to see this game, I mean, I just, I don't think it's a fair comparison. I think this is probably gonna offer us a little bit more depth and hopefully you know i you know i for me i have to get my hands on it i can't i don't i almost don't even take a reviewer's word for it you know until i get to shoot it because you know i'm you know i'm ruined man every shooter i get my hands on i instantly compare it to a bungee game you know because that's like the gold standard dude and i go out there and i play all these other games and like they're just not as fun to shoot uh, as as a bungee game, right? Um, but uh, but we'll see, man. We'll see when we get it in our hands. Uh, if they can if they can get all the other stuff right, the modding and the and the feeling powerful, then man, it's uh, it's going to be super cool. And no microtransactions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, right. There are yeah. no shark cards in this game. What was it? Oh. I think there was like a um, Easter egg in their video that said something like. Uh, microtransactions in a or loot boxes in a single player RPG? Are you nuts? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've they've made their stance clear. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you have not seen Cyberpunk 2077 48 minute uh, gameplay video, go check it out on YouTube. It is it is an adult game. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. N S F W. Yeah, it's not safe for work. Not safe for children. Do not look it up if you're not 18. Yeah. Not safe <laughs> for the church parking lot. Not no. safe. <laughs> Just, I mean, it's there's it's not raunchy, obviously, but there's there's some nudity. It's um, it's very adult, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, and and one of the things that I think that may become complicated as the game gets closer to release is it's and they CD Projekt Red's even said it. This game is inherently political. Cyberpunk is an extremely political genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and guaranteed there's going to be uh, modern day oh, political stuff going on in, in it. Right. That's going to create, yeah. could create some issues at release, I think. Well, I yeah. hope not. It'll be a good time. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready. So th- that is our take on all the news in and around Gamescom 2018. Cool stuff, man. Very a lot cool. of good stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh, that's a show, dudes. That oh. is a show. Be quiet. 
<laughs> hey, we did get a speak pipe. So uh, let's let's check that out. Hello, fellow gamers. I'm Pope Benedict here once again to shout some knowledge in your ear holes. Do you ever listen to the Gaming Adventure Club podcast and think, man, they sound like they're having fun. I wish I could be part of the action. Well, now you can, all with the power of a little thing called SpeakPipe. SpeakPipe is a fun little adventure that gets you off the bleachers and into the game. Think of it as your own little 90-second podcast where you can recommend a game, like the hilarious side-scroller Rogue Legacy, on sale now for $7. Or maybe you'd just like to ask a question. Manny, Andy, who are your favorite Overwatch characters and why? Or maybe, just maybe, you thought of a great fake sponsor. Brought to you by the fine makers of Nuka-Cola! If you're not sure about your idea, reach out to AKA Manny G or TX Andyman on the Discord before submitting. And if your speak pipe makes sense and isn't offensive, then you just might hear it on the next week's episode. You can go to speakpipe.com slash gamingadventureclub or go to gamingadventureclub.com and click on the link. In the words of our own dear leader, Manny G, SpeakPipe is like Skyrim for your voice. I'm Pope Benedict coming to you from down the pipe. Boom. There's mm. the SpeakPipe. Oh, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Thanks, Pope. Thanks, Pope. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, get your, get your SpeakPipe going. Might have to leave myself a SpeakPipe here. Yeah, it's like a Skyrim for your voice. There you go. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Totally appreciate it. And, uh, hey, we want to take a second to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys make this show possible. Um, you guys are lifting the financial burden and helping with uh, community giveaways. So we appreciate sure. it. And if you guys yeah. listening right now are not a supporter and think that we are worth a dollar or so a month, then head over to patreon.com slash gaming adventure club. And, uh, you could support us there. If not, I would encourage you to go over to iTunes and leave us a review there. We have, uh, we have a few five-star reviews and we're really, really thankful for that. So that actually helps podcasts quite a bit. iTunes, whether you like it or not, is the place where people uh, leave reviews and that's how podcast promotion really happens and makes uh, visibility happen through, uh, through five-star reviews. So if you can do that. And look, what better opportunity for you guys to gush over Manny and poop all over me? <laughs> <laughs> We've already set that precedent, so. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah. We love you that- both. <laughs> well that's a show thanks for uh thanks for hanging out with us mr archimedes thank you so much for having me that was fun first podcast yeah duff you guys made it easy thanks thanks for coming by buddy thanks, oh you. man it's uh it's awesome to have our friends come talk games with us man yeah and if, if anybody wanted to uh to get a hold of you and say hey how could they do that uh, well, I just dumped Facebook and Twitter, but uh, yes. uh, Archimedes777 on uh, Xbox, Switch, mm-hmm. PlayStation, you know, any of those. Happy to play with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also our Discord. The Discord. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yep. Also Archimedes77. Yes. Seven. We mentioned it up top, but you can, uh, we want to say it again. If you want to join the club, go over to gamingadventureclub.com slash Discord and jump on in. You'll find me. Andy, Archimedes, and the whole community. Coolest mm-hmm. people you'll ever meet. 
Awesome. So with that, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. And play Forsaken. Oh, yes. (laughs) Go play with Duff. (laughs) 